Welcome everyone. This is Sasha Moving Mountain. Today's guest has been building and implementing professional recruitment services since 1998. Before starting Panano's recruiting PKR in 2019, she served as a managing partner for a $5 million firm, growing it a thousand percent. With her empathic and fearless leadership, PKR has already exceeded over a thousand percent growth with a team that feels motivated and supported. Please help me welcome Kelly Robinson. Welcome, Kelly, to Moving Mountains. Thank you, Sasha. I'm excited to be here. As the founder and CEO of Pananos Recruiting, could you take us back to when you were introduced to recruiting? Oh, wow. That goes back a long way. <laughs> um, so uh, when I when I was uh, done with college, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, like a lot of folks. Um, and this is 25 years ago. And so I said to my mom and my dad, I really am clueless. Like, I'm not sure what to do. And my dad said, well, listen, you, you have to get a job. Uh, you've got to move out or you've got to join the army. And you have two months to do it. So he said, why don't you go to this company that we use for staffing um, called Kelly Girls, which is now like Kelly Staffing. Um, but this is 25 years ago. And um, he said, see if they can help you find a job. And I went in to interview and they found me a recruiting job. I was like an assistant recruiter and it was a contract job and it turned into six years of, of recruiting. So I kind of fell into it. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you have any preconceptions of what recruiting was prior to you landing the role? You know, back then, you know, just like basically a college student, right? Like very early twenties for me, rec- when I heard the word recruiting, it was often like a military term. So it wasn't so much in my mind, like I hadn't really thought about it. Now, once you get out into the business world, you start to kind of form your opinions when you work with recruiters, talk to other people about recruiting and hiring different formats of recruiting. But back then, I really didn't. I, I didn't. I just knew I was going to have to make phone calls. So that was the one thing I had to to wrap my head around. Is this something that I want to do? And back then, they would say you have to make X amount of calls a day, and they would just give you a list of names and phone numbers. You just had to bang out those calls. Given the six years of experience that you were able to acquire, what were the virtues and vices of recruiting that you picked up? Oh, that was so that was a place that really started everything because it was it was a company called Dove and Consulting. Uh, it was staffing. Uh, and the way that the culture was back then was so far ahead uh, of almost any other type of company or workplace environment or culture at all. Um, so they were allowing things like there was a lot of autonomy and it was, you know, we were allowed to work from home. So we had like, you know, the dial up modem and they would give us this laptop that was like, I don't know, 15 pounds. It was super, we would take it home and you were allowed to work from home like one day a week. And so that kind, that was great. It was like a, there was a trust and some autonomy and they taught us about building relationships and not just kind of like a throwing people in. 
like just kind of throwing something at the wall until, you know, you get, you get a winner. Um, they really taught us to build relationships uh, with candidates. So that was, that was the way that I learned. To, and I know that's not the way that everyone has learned to recruit, but that was a great jumping off um, for me. And, and I really, I really grew um, and I really did well there. I won a lot of awards and, you know, I got the trips and that kind of thing. And it was really, it was really a neat time. Given your experience working with clients, who is the ideal client that you serve in the commercial market as for companies? Yeah. So, so what we do is we work on behalf of our clients. And so it's got to be a company that understands uh, the value of recruiting and building relationships and partners with their recruiting. So there are lots of different types of recruiting. And when we, the way that we work is very different and unique. There's no commissions, there's no fees per head, there's, there's none of that. So it's highly um, transparent um, and highly collaborative with our clients. Uh, so they need to really be ready to work with a company like ours. And they'll get in tenfold what they would get with with other types of recruiting. Uh, but they, they do need to have skin in the game just like we do. As far as our target market, I would say mid-market. Um, anyone hiring, really, as long as it's the kind of the guts of the company up to maybe director and maybe VP, depending on the size of the company. Um, that's really our market anywhere in the U.S. What are... Are there any challenges that you faced in the recruiting industry in the last three years? So many. So what's fascinating is the last three years, obviously COVID. I started the company back in April, 2019. And I, what I really wanted to do was, you know, my passion and what I've been really, really good at other than the hands-on recruiting was building teams and, you know, training and coaching recruiters and recruitment leaders. And I very quickly found that my network and my market, um, they knew me as leading recruiting teams to help them find talent. So that was one of the, the challenges was, okay, I've got to listen to what people are saying to me because everyone was saying, will you do our recruiting? Will you do our recruiting? And I was saying, no, that's not what I do. It's not what we do. Um, and then finally I had a mentor that said, Kelly, if you don't want to do recruiting personally, then you need to say yes, get a team and figure it out. And so that's exactly what I did. And sometimes you just need someone else to tell you that. So that was fantastic uh, advice for me. And now I do both, but I, you know, I went from potentially being a solopreneur to building a seven figure business. And then of course, you know, that's, that's well after COVID, but COVID hit right after I had started recruiting, but that was fascinating because everything went wrong. And that was an entire, that was a big shift for my business. And it was a great opportunity to expand my business because a lot of what we used to do was on site recruiting. And everything became virtual. So we just had a bigger reach, a bigger opportunity for reach across the U.S. As an executive, you had the opportunity to build your team. You didn't inherit a team. How are you able to choose the right candidates to build your team and delegate and trust them that they'll honor your mission? That's a really great question. I was I was fortunate enough that when I started, I had a lot of folks that were willing to come with me and help me in the recruiting function. And how that looked um, at first is very different than how it looks now. 
but I had a lot of folks that were willing to work with me um, on an hourly basis until I could kind of get up and running. And, you know, it was just my, they were people that had worked for me before that I had hired before that I had great rapport with great relationships with, and they came with me, which is fantastic. So I had a lot of folks already in my network that I was, you know, on the other the other part of the question you had asked about trust, how, how do I kind of build that trust? I had known a lot of those folks before, but even when I hire new people, you really have to give them the support and the tools that they need. You have to listen and ask them how they want to be worked with and give them the opportunity to, to show you that they can, can do that. So I take an opposite approach of of the micromanage, um, which doesn't always work for everyone. Some people need a lot of follow-up and guidance. I don't, I don't do that. So what I, I do is support them. Um, I treat them as individuals. So I have a trademark called the unculture. And I don't, I don't believe that an entire culture is one that I've created to say, everyone's going to be like me and everyone's going to drink red Kool-Aid because that's what we offer. Because some people don't like red Kool-Aid and they like blue Kool-Aid and some people don't like Kool-Aid at all. They want lemonade. So it's a balance of working with people in the light and in the forum that they need to be worked with. And so that's something really, really important, um, important for me. I have really deep connections. Given your personal values, do you make a better manager or a leader if you had to pick one? Leader, for sure. For sure. I, I'm not, the, the management is just not my cup of tea. Um, and there, there is a, you know, time and place for them. And there's, there's importance in larger companies. Um, but I like to lead by example. Um, one thing that I do is I, you know, I take walks with my dog and I could be on a Zoom call. And I encourage other people to do the thing. I want people to take breaks. I, you know, if there's kids in the background, I'll say, you know, hey, so-and-so. And I talk to the kids and to husbands and partners and cousins and <laughs> dogs. So it it's, it's really about building a relationship where you can be seen as a leader. People feel comfortable talking to you. And you're setting the example that it's okay to be human. So if there's a mistake, it's okay to talk about it. Totally fine. Just take accountability, figure out what it was and move on. We're all good. No one's going to harp on that. We're all human. That That's just, it's being a leader. A leader is more about genuine relationships. That's so lost in, um, in life. I think you reference being human. Mm -hmm. Is there any big lesson learned in recruiting where, which started out as a mistake, but it was a great teacher for you in your path? Wow. Um, Started as a mistake. I don't know that I really believe in mistakes. I feel like they're just kind of, you know, bumps along the way. Right. So I'm, I'm sure I've made what people would consider lots of mistakes. I'm, I'm sure because I, I, I feel like I'm constantly taking accountability for things all the time that I get wrong <laughs> every, every day. Um, but I, I, I don't know that I believe that things are a mistake. I feel like they're lessons you learn. You get up and you go. Very wise. I view them to be detours. And I believe most of us are taking accountability for what we're doing every day. Uh, because we work with companies, what are companies doing differently right now due to the pandemic to retain their talent? It's such an interesting uh, dynamic right now in companies. So um, 
I have one company that um, is not not just like to retain their current, but even to find new talent. They're offering like forty thousand dollars sign. In your opinion, is that a fair bonus? So for me, I think there's some some big mistakes employers are. Um, and it, so what's happening is that the the companies are overpaying, and so they're building up huge amount of costs that they're not. Um, then, and they're not increasing their revenue. So their margins are becoming lower, right? Their profit and their profit becomes way lower. And so these people that are being overpaid, they're not skilled at the level they're being paid for. And so it's doing everyone a disservice because what's happening is the company at some point is going to have to turn over the people that aren't skilled at the level that they're being paid at. And that hurts everyone. So there's going to be a big shift in the economy coming soon. Um, as far as you know, hiring it's going to be it's going to be a big shift because they can't retain these people that aren't truly valued at the numbers that they had to give them to get them on board. If that makes sense. Oh no, that definitely makes sense from a finance and economic perspective. In order to maintain growth, are you suggesting that as these highly paid talents off board eventually? they'll have to go back and continue growing their business with new talent. Yeah, I think it's I, I think some of the people may end up rising to the occasion because maybe they just weren't given that opportunity and they were worth more. But they're going to have to evaluate people on fair market rates at some point. And right now, there, there really aren't fair market rates. They're kind of crazy. Um, and it's that's creating a problem in lots of different directions. People can't hire people. Like for example, healthcare, their rates are all on internal equity and it's dictated by insurance and all kinds of things, right? For how they hire um, as far as pay rates. And they're having a hard time right now because people don't necessarily want to work in healthcare. And um their rates are, if they increase them, they have to increase everyone internally because they're driven on the internal equity. So they're having a hard time finding people in general because some of these healthcare workers are going and taking the traveler positions, which are paying a lot, a lot more. And so at some point when they want to stop traveling, they're going to they're gonna have a rude awakening because they're going to take half, half the pay. So it's just, it's, a, it's, um, it's, uh, it's very different. The world is very different. But I do see it shifting in a different way moving forward. Um, and, I, you know, I don't I don't know that it's going to be so great. I think for employees or candidates world again. Given the job market trends and for anyone looking to change careers, are there any career paths that are very much in demand? Yes. Um, nurses, huge, 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 huge. There's such a shortage right now. Um, and there are some really great programs. Um, another thing that's in high demand is like medical imaging. Um, medical imaging, that's the one I had mentioned earlier. They're paying a $40,000 sign on because they're having such a hard time getting people. Um, so a lot of healthcare positions, software positions, always going to be, you know, if you go healthcare and, and IT, if you have those skill sets, uh, you're always going to be needed, right? Because that's our future. Um, healthcare is not going in anywhere. And uh, IT and software just continues to be become like a greater presence for us. And for anyone that is starting out, whether it's following college or high school, what guidance would you have for them that has evolved since when you entered the market? 
Oh my gosh, it's so different now because now, you know, now when students are in school, they really encourage them to do internships and, um, and they start them early. So what I would say to students, maybe college students that, you know, maybe they start an internship or start to try to get some kind of working experience or volunteer experience or shadowing experience even earlier on, because the more experience and exposure that they have, the better they are when they get into the real world. It's not such a shock, but also they build relationships and they can kind of prove their talents and show what they can do when they get to learn different environments and learn about different roles, industries and people. Um, that just helps them get a leg up when they get out into the real world. Is there one thing that companies should not do when they're shopping around for recruiting agencies? Make assumptions. Everyone, you know, recruiting is like a dirty word, right? So everyone assumes that recruiters all do the same thing. They all will, you know, they're, they all will just go find you some bodies and see which one you like and then push them in the door as much as they can for the highest price to commission. And not everyone does that. So that's, I just, you know, people do make assumptions. It's a dirty word. It's like when I meet someone and they say, what do you do recruiting? It's like I cringe in my head. It's like, oh. (laughs) Uh, Once upon a time when I had representation, I have been exposed to the light side and the dark side of recruiting. (laughs) And I'm very glad to hear that uh, you bring the light out there in the job market. And it's very much needed. As an entrepreneur, Kelly, what is the most fearless decision that you've made in the last six months? Oh, um, fearless. I feel probably all of my fearless. <laughs> Fear is a green light, right? You just go, like you just go. Um, six months, probably I, ha- I had to let go of someone um, that was not able to grow with the company and had started with me a couple of years ago and had been with me before in a prior life and was a rock star recruiter, but wasn't able to grow into the role that we both had wanted um, that person to kind of evolve into. And um, it just was not, it wasn't a good fit. And it was, it it was difficult because that meant me really getting more hands back hands on, which is not something I love to do. And I really, I really love to do sales and operations and strategy and guidance, support and leading, not so much the nitty gritty tail today that that person. Pananos recruiting is based on your personal values. What is one value you take a lot of pride in? Integrity. Integrity. I mean, I, I just, there has to be integrity. So if you feel like you're not doing the right thing at any time, you've got to stop and think, why? Why do I feel like that? Where is this coming from? You know, who who's getting the value from this? Um, and is there a better way? And And sometimes run it by other people. But I always tell people to think at the end of the day, can you look back on your day and feel really good about what you did? Do you feel like you you had a really productive, great day? And if the answer is yes, that's great. And if not, you definitely want to try to figure out why. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's your integrity, but you know, there could be pieces of that in there. So That's just, I I feel like I always do the right thing, whether someone's watching or not. It's really important to me. Are there any new projects or initiatives that you're rolling out in your company that you look forward to? Yes. So um, I have a program called Next Level Hiring Training Program. 
Um, and basically what it is, is it's, it's a, it's the nine stages of the talent acquisition cycle as I have defined them. So it's my philosophy and framework for recruiting. And, um, I have a manuscript, um, that will, um, turn into a book very soon. And, uh, the other thing is I have, I'm working on putting it into an, and kind of an e-learning, like an LMS, um, so, that I can uh, sell it out there. So I do it one-on-one right now, live, you know, on Zooms uh, with individuals in a 12-week program, uh, but I'm putting it down you know, into computers for people that just want to quickly buy it and do it on their own. So I'm really excited about, really excited about that. Because you talked reference of manuscript, do you have any writing tips for our audience? Oh, I am not a great writer. Um, uh, here's what I'll say. I just finished the five second rule um, by Mel Robbins. So if you know that book, it talks about when you know you have to do something, count backwards from five, four, three, two, one, like just go um, because it'll help you. Like there's no, you shouldn't hesitate. You shouldn't pause. You should act. And so when you think about, okay, I'm going to go right. I got to go sit down and write. It's five, four, three, two, one. Go. Don't stop. Don't think through anything. Just write. <laughs> once you get once you get in the flow, you can really. It. it I think it's really great. The other thing you can do is, um, uh, like dictate. So I've done that um, as well. If I don't feel like typing um, with blog posts or something, like I've been able to just kind of go in and, and dictate and then edit it, which is also great because you can keep flowing and you speak faster than you type sometimes. Those are wonderful two tips. And as we start to wrap things up, where can people find you? All over social media. So I'm on um, LinkedIn. I've taken I've taken a uh, a liking to LinkedIn in the last few years when I launched my company. That was really really how I launched. Um, and so you know you can find me there, Kelly Robinson. Um, our website is Pontanos, Um and uh, we are launching a new website in about two months for that uh, but we're on instagram facebook twitter and we're starting tiktok are you going to be the one giving out the tips i think we're all going to do it so we have a really i have an amazing sales and marketing team and when we have our meetings we have so much fun we've just been recording them because we're silly and goofy and it's it makes it fun because we're but we're still talking about what we do so I think we're going to have some, we're going to try to do some kind of live, live clips from those that have little tidbits. So that'll be fun. Uh, Kelly, thank you for joining us on Moving Mountains. Thanks, Sasha.